0: Chapter 9, Part 1 of The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Mackenzie. The General History of the Pirates, Volume 1 by Charles Johnson. Chapter 9, Part 1 of Captain Bartholomew Roberts and his crew. Bartholomew Roberts sailed in an honest employ from London aboard of the Princess captain plum commander of which ship he was second mate he left england november seventeen nineteen and arrived at guinea about february following and began at Annamabo taking in slaves for the west indies was taken in the said ship by captain howell davis as mentioned in the preceding chapter in the beginning he was very averse to this sort of life and would certainly have escaped from them had a fair opportunity presented itself yet afterwards he changed his principles as many besides him have done upon another element and perhaps for the same reason too for his preferment and what he did not like as a private man he could reconcile to his conscience as a commander davis being cut off in the manner before mentioned the company found themselves under a necessity of filling up his post for which there appeared two or three candidates among the select part of them that were distinguished by the title of lords such were simpson ashplant anstice etc and on canvassing this matter how shattered and weak a condition their government must be without a head since davis had been removed in the manner before mentioned my lord dennis proposed it said over a bowl to this purpose that it was not of any great signification who was dignified with title for really and in truth all good governments had like theirs the supreme power lodged with the community who might doubtless depute and revoke a suited interest or humour we are the original of this claim says he and should a captain be so saucy as to exceed prescription at any time why down with him it will be a caution after he is dead to his successors of what fatal consequence any sort of assuming may be however it is my advice that while we are sober we pitch upon a man of courage and skilled in navigation one who by his counsel and bravery seems best able to defend this commonwealth and ward us from the dangers and tempests of an unstable element and the fatal consequences of anarchy and such a one i take roberts to be a fellow i think in all respects worthy your esteem and favour this speech was loudly applauded by all but lord simpson who had secret expectations himself but on this disappointment grew sullen and left them swearing he did not care who they chose captain so it was not a papist for against them he had conceived an irreconcilable hatred for that his father had been a sufferer in monmouth's rebellion roberts was accordingly elected though he had not been above six weeks among them the choice was confirmed both by the lords and commoners and he accepted of the honour saying that since he had dipped his hands in muddy water and must be a pirate It was better being a commander than a common man. As soon as the government was settled, by promotion, other officers in the room of those that were killed by the Portuguese, the company resolved to revenge Captain Davis's death, he being more than ordinarily respected by the crew for his affability and good nature, as well as his conduct and bravery upon all occasions. And, pursuant to this resolution, about thirty men were landed in order to make an attack upon the fort, which must be ascended by a steep hill against the mouth of the cannon. These men were headed by one Kennedy, a bold, daring fellow, but very wicked and profligate. They marched directly up under the fire of their ship-guns, and as soon as they were discovered, the Portuguese quitted their post and fled to the town, and the pirates marched in without opposition, set fire to the fort, and threw all the guns off the hill into the sea, which after they had done, they retreated quietly to their ship. But this was not looked upon as a sufficient satisfaction for the injury they received, therefore most of the company were for burning the town which robert said he would yield to if any means could be proposed of doing it without their own destruction for the town had a securer situation than the fort a thick wood coming almost close to it affording cover to the defendants who under such an advantage he told them it was to be feared would fire and stand better to their arms besides that bare houses would be but a slender reward for their trouble and loss this prudent advice prevailed however they mounted the french ship they seized at this place with twelve guns and lightened her in order to come up to the town the water being shoal and battered down several houses after which they all returned on board gave back the french ship to those that had most right to her and sailed out of the harbour by the light of two portuguese ships which they were pleased to set on fire there roberts stood away to the southward and met with a dutch guinea man which he made prize of but after having plundered her the skipper had his ship again two days after he took an english ship called the experiment captain Cornet, at cape lopez the men went all into the pirate service and having no occasion for the ship they burnt her and then steered for st but meeting with nothing in their way they sailed for anabona and there watered took in provisions and put it to a vote of the company whether their next voyage should be to the east indies or to brazil The latter being resolved on, they sailed accordingly, and in twenty eight days arrived at Ferdinando, an uninhabited island, on that coast. Here they watered, boot topped their ship, and made ready for the designed cruise. Now that we are upon this coast, I think it will be the proper place to present our readers with a description of this country, and some ingenious remarks of a friend, how beneficial a trade might be carried on here by our West India merchants, at a little hazard. End of chapter nine, part one. Recording by Kate McKenzie.